We did a new song today. Um, I don't know if you picked that up, a song called New Wine. And I want to speak into that because that song for a few of us has been rattling around prophetically, um, at least since last week anyway. This was largely your fault, Megan. Yeah. Um, a, week, a week and a bit ago, um, Deb and I were speaking to an awesome group of Baptist pastors. I think it was about 30 of them. The Reverend Dr. Stephen Frost over here was there and a part of that. Uh, I just anointed you with that, uh, that title, at least in, in our environment. We just knight you. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we'll knight him. We're, give me a sword. Someone. Um, and um, Megan and Elisa, who is not here today, but Megan and Elisa came up on the Wednesday night and just kind of prophetically released the hounds, if you know what I'm saying. That's good. Okay. Um, and just started prophesying over everything that moves. And Megan had been brewing around on this song all week. Um, and she kind of bought that. And that ended up being kind of the theme song that flowed through the rest of the conference. And we haven't been able to get it out of our spirit since then either. And then when we were praying just before our gathering last Sunday night, a whole lot of things just kind of came together around the season that we're in. And so I want to backtrack a little from the beginning of the year. Um, if you happen to have a Bible present, feel free to open it to Ephesians chapter 4. And I'm going to pick up a little bit there and then I'm going to jump around a couple of places. Um, I think my very good-looking wife will jump up at one point. Um, yeah, that's you, bud. I'll tell you when. It's okay. So right at the beginning, the very first time we met here, um, when we started the whole new way that we've been doing stuff, we talked about this concept called apostolic kingdom family. And... I remember, I think, the first week that we spoke here, I read from Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm going to read it right now, um, verses 11 through to 16. So it says, So Christ himself gave some to be apostles, some to be a prophet, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching, by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow up and become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. So what we saw there, the purpose of the apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, is to cause the body to grow up. Quite simply, it's always say, you know, to become mature sounds, you know, just nice and groovy, but I just love to say it causes us to grow up because I really believe that there is a call on us as a church right now to do some growing up. And this whole concept of family, the, the, the apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, all of that happens inside a context of family. The aim of that is to equip us to grow up. Um, that word equip... In the Greek, it's the word katatismos. It means to make someone adequate or sufficient for something. So anyone feeling inadequate in any area of their life? You know, I wasn't actually expecting you to put up your hand, but seeing you did, awesome, bless you. So what this says is that you need a spiritual mother or father in your life in that area 
that will cause you to grow up in that area and to become adequate, sufficient. Hello? Yeah? So wherever we feel inadequate, part of, part of the equipping of God is to release mothers and fathers into your life to help you become adequate in that area. Now, in bringing us to maturity, in helping us to grow up, there are a number of processes that God uses. Some of them we love, some of them we hate. (laughs) So I just talked about spiritual mums and dads. Leaders, equippers in the body of Christ is one way that helps us to grow up. But if you do a little search through Scripture, you will find that there are a number of other ways that God helps us to grow up. One of them is this thing called discipline, which is never particularly popular. Um, Proverbs 3.12, it says that the Lord disciplines those He loves as a father, the son He delights in. Notice it doesn't say a father, the son He is really miffed with. Is anyone out there? Hello. Okay, so discipline is not a product of anger. It's a product of fathering in order to bring us to maturity. And then in Hebrews 12, the writer of Hebrews quotes from that um, and says, don't resent or don't um, despise God's discipline because it's going to cause you to grow up because God disciplines those He loves. So if you're not getting disciplined, you're not being loved fully. Now, any of you who are parents especially those of us who are parents, just just have a look at the word discipline in the book of Proverbs. Just do a word study on the word discipline in the book of Proverbs. It'll rock your world. Um, One of them, and I meant to write it down, and of course I didn't, but um, one of them says, essentially, in avoiding bringing discipline, it says, don't do that lest you be a willing partner to their death. That's pretty heavy. Now, it's not necessarily like physically dying as such, but they're not reaching the fullest potential. They're not reaching the fullness of life that they are created for. That's probably at the very least. So God uses things like the fivefold. God uses things like discipline to help us to grow up. But there are also prophetic processes and seasons that God uses to help us grow up. And like I said, since the beginning of the year, one of the things that we've felt um, is that this is a time where it's time for us to grow up. You know, individually and corporately, it's time to grow up. Now, early in the year, Deb bought a word. This is when we were back in our old building. We were unpacking the year of 2018. And Deb bought a word about squeeze. Do you want to come up and remind us about squeeze? For those who weren't there and those who were. Um, so... In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse, I'm not very good, concordance. I don't know what you're about to say. I am pressed on every side. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Cast down, but not conquered. Thank you. Keep going, yeah? Yeah. We were talking about how this is actually a year of unveiled glory, like for us to experience the fullness of everything that Jesus has paid for us, for us to experience the fullness of what it means to be a son and a daughter. And it's just like the realms of that are crazy, epic goodness. And yet down in the verse, uh, sorry, down a few verses later, Paul's saying we're also crushed we're perplexed. We've got these things going on. In other words, it's not like 
as we go into unveiled our experience of what the unveiled glory is that Jesus has brought for us, we now no longer have any trouble. What it is, is that through the crushing, through the pressing, that God is actually going to bring something really rich out of us. And I felt for us as a church, there was, there was a lot of individual squeezing that was happening. But also for us as a church, not just moving location and, and trying some different things, you know, with hubs and things like that. But there was going to be a sense of a corporate squeeze. And it was kind of like, if we just hang in there together, it'll be okay. If we all start to go, ah, and freak out, then, you know, we actually all start to become islands and start to feel like we are struggling on our own. And that causes us to feel isolated and alienated, which causes us to step away further. And so we're in the squeeze. I actually had this picture when we were praying together. Sorry, am I going to go? Yeah. Keep going. Okay. Um, yeah, when we were praying together before today, um, I saw all these individual chords. And um, I felt like actually a strategy of the enemy is... is attempting to cause isolation in our church, if I'm to be completely honest. And what I saw was that he was twisting together the individual cords, so strengthening them. But then I saw him bringing them together and then I actually saw him like pulling up the combined cords together. And I actually feel like that really combines with that whole word about squeeze, that if we press into what is God doing right now? What is he wanting as an expression from us? What is he doing in your world right now where he is going to bring unveiled glory out of it? If we hang in through that and do not be an island and actually bring people into our journey and go, I need help with this. I need prayer with this. I need you to cheer me on. I need you to cheer with me because this has happened and I'm really excited. If we do all that together then we are going to be one very strong chord. I think awesome. I'm... Thank you. So I'm just reading a couple of your notes here that I just pinched from your bag. <laughs> um, from the squeeze words, these things will feel like a squeeze and will require courage and major encouragement for each other to push forward until we reach a wide open space. And then he said, there'll be a feeling of corporate and individual squeeze, but the unveiled glory that will come out of this if we join together and hang in there We'll be all worth it. That was good, right? Yeah. It's a great word until you're in the squeeze. So let's talk about the squeeze because Paul said to the Galatians, and this is where last week um, some of the threads started to come together in that this squeeze is actually a part of the process to help us to grow up. And Paul, when, talk, when speaking to the Galatian church, he said, I'm in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. In other words, he, he likened this process of maturity. Now, that, that was an intercessory kind of term. And those, those who are into, like, wired that way powerfully and viscerally understand what that means uh, and what that experience is. But he likened this process of maturity to bringing forth, like bringing forth a child. And without going too deep into anatomy, we all know that to bring forth a child into the world, it has to squeeze through a narrow place before it comes out into a wide open place. Are we, are we making sense? I don't need to go too far into that, that whole deal. Um, you're awake now. So, so the squeeze is about going through this 
this narrow place. But the purpose of a squeeze is actually to bring us into a wide open space. The squeeze is not purposeless. This is key. The squeeze has purpose. It's to bring us into a wide open space. So how do you know when you're in a squeeze place? <laughs> One of the ways you know you're in a squeeze place is you want to bail. <laughs> you want to get the heck out of whatever you're in right now. Some area, some realm of your life where you're being squeezed, you, the, the desire is often to bail. Now, any of you ladies here who have given birth, and apologies again, but yet transition is the time where every woman says, I want to get the heck out. I am going home. I am done with this. Can I hear an amen from anyone? Yeah, yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? It's that time, that squeeze through the narrow place is that time where everyone wants to bail. So I want to ask you, where in your life right now are you going, I can't take this, I just want to bail? That right now, <laughs> right here, right now, there is a squeeze happening. Where are you feeling challenged? Where are you feeling stretched? Where are you feeling like, I can't do this? Where are you feeling offended? I want to suggest there's some of our squeeze places. There's some of these narrow places that the Father is putting his finger on to say, it's in these very areas that I'm calling you and I'm causing you to grow up. What that means is you're going to be able to occupy a much wider, a much more open space. Now, you can bail if you want to. This is the thing. You have free will. You have absolute freedom. You have authority over your own realm. You are free to bail if you want to. But I want to suggest you will stay immature or at worst, stay at the level of maturity you are at right now if you bail out of the processes of God for your life right now. Now, when you're in a process, when you're in a God process, like a squeeze, it's really important to understand what God is trying to do in that season. It sucks enough as it is. <laughs> But if you don't understand what God is doing, it sucks even more because it sucks without perspective. That's a biblical word somewhere in there. Because if you don't understand the purpose of the season, you will actually end up warring against the very thing God's trying to do in your life at worst. And at best, you'll make the season a whole lot longer than it needs to be. And when you're in a squeeze season, you don't want to make this thing longer than it needs to be. I've talked before about the sons of Issachar. Okay, scripture talks about the sons of Issachar, one of the tribes of Israel, that understood the times and seasons and knew what Israel should do. So one of the golden rules of the kingdom, and this is not a rule like a thou shalt and thou shalt not, one of the golden principles or laws of the kingdom is that in order to know what to do, you need to understand the season that you're in. You need to understand the season that God's got you in. And if you understand the season that you're in, then what you should do naturally follows. Are we making sense? Two of you said yes. Awesome. So I want to suggest that too many of us don't even consider the season that we're in and we just focus on getting through our task list for the week and get to the end of the week and go, phew, I didn't die. <laughs> and then we do it all again the next week. And we wonder after you know, several months of doing this why we're starting to feel a little disheartened and a little discouraged. It's because we've lost sight of what God is trying to do in us. And we've just focused on earthly stuff rather than on the, the, the processes of God and the activity of heaven over our life. I want to suggest this squeeze season is the Father wanting to bring forth a whole lot of new wine through you, through me, through us. 
There is a new wine, and wine in Scripture is actually a metaphor for the Holy, for the Holy Spirit and for the move of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew chapter 9, Jesus talked about, you can't put old wine into new wineskins. Sorry, new wine into old wineskins. Not enough coffee. You can't put new wine into old wineskins, it'll burst. And, that, and in talking about that new wine, he is talking about the flow of the Spirit as a result of the new covenant. But the, the point here is the metaphor of wine and the move of the Holy Spirit is, is a significant one in Scripture. Now, in terms of wine and the Holy Spirit, uh, the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, at the back end of that chapter, when the Holy Spirit had fallen on everyone, uh, on the 120, tongues of fire, they're speaking in tongues, all this groovy stuff is happening. Some looked on and said, they've had too much wine. In other words, the effect of the Holy Spirit looked from the outside to an undiscerning heart like they'd had too much to drink. And in particular, they used the word wine. I don't think that was an accident. And as Deb said, wine is made by squeezing, crushing, pressing. Now, let me just step back for just a second. Little foundation. What is the thing that is meant to separate us as the people of God from everyone else on the face of the earth? Any thoughts? All I heard was... We're spiritually alive. We're, we're playing in very close territory there. The Holy Spirit. Is it our behavior? <laughs> so let's go back to Exodus chapter 33. Moses. The big Mo. Sorry, did I miss something? Did I ignore you? No? No? Okay. You just had this funny look at each other and I thought I'd done something bad because usually I have. Um, but, um, so back to Exodus 33, Moses. Long story short, God's saying to Moses, hey, I'm going to deliver the people. I'm going to deliver the enemy into your hand. I'm going to do all this amazing stuff and I'm going to send an angel ahead of you to make sure that everything that I've promised you is going to be fulfilled. Now that's a pretty cool deal. If you think about this, if God rocked up to you right now and said, okay, here's the deal. Here's the deal, Adrian. Everything that is on your heart, I'm going to put an angel in front of you to go before you to make sure that everything that I've promised to you is going to come to pass. Would, would that be a pretty good deal, do you reckon? That sounds all right to me. I'd be, I'd be pretty tempted to go, yeah, deal. Moses goes, no deal at this point. And what he says in Exodus 33 is, unless your presence goes with me, I am not going and he says, how will they know we are, that we are your people if it not be for your presence? Getting the idea? So we are primarily a people of his presence. That, that is the, the primary marker of the people of God, is that we are people of his presence. Therefore, anything less than us actually exploring experiencing, going deeper into his presence is falling short of who we are created for as the children of God. You with me? Okay, that is our primary identity. Now, there is, and throughout the course of this month, as, as we go into Life Hubs, where we're going to look at is how do we raise the, the water level of the Holy Spirit's presence in our midst, individually and corporately. That's where we're going to be kind of flowing over the next month or so, um, is diving a whole lot deeper into that. 
So when we're talking about new wine, there is a new release, there is new experiences, empowerings of the Holy Spirit that he wants to make available to you. But he can't put the new wine in the old wineskin. He has to do some, some construction work internally in order to bring that to pass. And this is where we feel like we're being squeezed. This season of new wine, and we sang about in this song, where there's new wine, there's new power. But wine, as we said, is made by squeezing, by crushing, by pressing. Ow. (laughs) That's a squeeze. That's a squeeze season. One of the things that I realized as we were um, in a somewhat Holy Spirit intoxicated state last week with, um, with that group of Baptist pastors was that wine actually grows best in valleys. You ever notice that? You look at all the amazing wine regions. They're largely valleys. That's prophetic right there. <laughs> when you're in a valley, you're feeling crushed, squeezed, pressed, That is the best place for wine. I want to suggest too that wine is enjoyed best with family. So we are, I believe, individually and corporately in a squeeze season right now because, not because God's cranky with us, not because God's absent, quite the contrary. If you don't actually, when you are in your mama's womb, if you don't actually go through the squeeze and come out into a wide open space, you die there. And part of the squeeze is the place that you have been occupying is now too small for you. The place in the spirit that you have been occupying, it's too small for you. The level of thinking that you have been using to get through your life, it's too small for you now. The strategies that you've been using to deal with life, For some of you even, that your productivity and life management and time management kind of strategies, they're too small for you now. He's wanting to expand your capacity. He's wanting to expand what you think is possible through your world and through your life. Upgrade. But when you're in a squeeze season, it is so critical that you understand what God is doing. Romans chapter 8, this is a key promise. This is the very least of what we can know about what God's doing in your life right now. Romans 8, 28, really well-known verse. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Now, in my earlier days and the varying different versions of the Bible we had, I used to I don't know if I used to think this, but I know a lot of people around me used to think this, that what that means is that God ordained everything um, and no matter how much it sucks, somehow he's doing something. Now, it doesn't actually say there that God actually ordained everything. It just says in everything, he is working for your good. So for some of you, you might be going through some really difficult life experience, stuff that's happening in your world right now. It doesn't mean that God ordained it, but what you can know is that in the midst of that circumstance, he is working for your good. It's so important that we get a perspective of what he is doing in our life in the current season. I remember a really yuck season I was going through a um, number of years back. And we were in a, um, I think we were in a worship team meeting at some point. 
Um, and I remember, and I can't remember the context of what led up to it, but I just remember asking the Holy Spirit, what are you doing in my life right now? Because I was feeling really blah. I said, what are you doing in my life right now? And the Holy Spirit said to me, as clear as anything, I am warring against your pain. That moment, that just that simple word gave me a whole new perspective on what was happening right now. See, how you feel isn't necessarily how you're doing. That should be encouraging for at least a few of you. How you feel isn't necessarily how you're doing. I was feeling lousy. I really was. I was feeling lousy. I was feeling disheartened. I was feeling discouraged. I couldn't see through. And yet one simple word from the Holy Spirit that said, I am warring against your pain. All it meant, I, all I needed to do then was surrender rather than just keep fighting and trying to, all I had to do was surrender and let him do it. Because now I understood the season, I knew what I should do. I should surrender to what he's doing. Don't just look at what you are feeling in this season. Ask what he is doing. So this squeeze that we are going through, for want of a better term, it's like a birth canal. We have to go through it because he wants to bring us into a wide open space because the place where we are right now is too small. And I, want, I don't want you to think of that as a physical kind of a building thing or anything like that. I want you to think about that as an internal structure thing. I want you to think about um, what is going on inside of you and, and the world inside of you is too small for what he wants to do. And so he's putting his finger on stuff. And when he puts his finger on stuff, like I said, you feel challenged, you feel stretched. Um, sometimes you even feel offended. <laughs> you know that person <laughs> that really just offends you? Some of you are going, yeah, you're standing up the front right now. <laughs> I want to dare to say, and this is not just to defend myself here, that maybe God has put that person into your world to touch that spot to help you to grow up in that area because your thinking's too small. That thing that is challenging you or stretching you in your job, that um, the relationship with that child, whatever it is, you know, and different, however many people are in the room, there'd be that many different circumstances most likely. But the point is, one of the things I really feel like God is doing right now is putting his finger on this stuff that's keeping us small. And he's kind of poking at it. And that's so annoying. <laughs> it really is. It's like, God, would you stop? If we know it's him, would you stop? Sure, when you get it. <laughs> Help me get it real quick. It's a squeeze season, and many of you are feeling it individually. And I want to suggest one of our keys is you haven't asked God what he's doing in this season. You're just going through the motions. You haven't asked God what he's doing, and you need to ask him what he's doing. And because you haven't asked what he's doing, you don't know what he's doing, and as such, you can't cooperate as effectively as you could. And so therefore, you're either working against him, or you're making the season take a whole lot longer than it needs. So the crushing, the pressing, the squeezing, one of the best things you can do first up is just surrender. Just surrender. And just go, God, bring it on. Fresh surrender, fresh perspective, 
no escaping or we stay immature. Isn't that great news? You're not sounding. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to pray for us right now. And then we're just going to minister for a little bit up front and then we'll just kind of see what happens next. In other words, we are working this out as we go. <laughs> so just get into some kind of receive posture right now. I, just, I, want you to, I want to make sure that you engage with this. For some of you, this squeeze is just feeling like this flatness. And it's like, you know, and whether it's the, a lethargy, a tiredness thing, and it's just like, I, can't, I just can't get this thing off me. I feel like it's actually a spiritual reality. It's not, for many, it's not just that you need more sleep, although that's always helpful. It's actually something God's wanting to break off. So I'm going to be praying right now for you that he would open our eyes so that we can see what he is doing. So God, right now, I want to pray for every single one of us. Just get in receive mode and just let your heart engage. In the name of Jesus, I speak open eyes to see what you are doing in this season. And just like I heard your voice that night, saying, I'm warring against your pain. I ask that you would open eyes and you would open ears to hear your voice, to bring perspective for the squeeze. We want to say yes to the new wine. We want more. We want deeper. We want new creativity. We want deeper experiences of your presence in this new wine season. And so, God, we, we surrender to the squeeze. We surrender to the pressing, the, the crushing, all those things that makes wine. We invite you into our valleys and say, do what only you can do. And God, for anyone who has lost hope in this season, I just break that off you right now in the name of Jesus and I release fresh hope. Fresh hope, fresh hope, fresh hope. Open eyes to see what you're doing and to cooperate. I just have a couple of um, individual words and some corporate stuff. Is that okay? Um, Grant, um, just during worship I saw blue fire on your head and I just felt like there's a whole new release of the spirit that he's wanting to pour in you but I saw it as, a, as an all-consuming fire for you and it started at your head and I just feel like there's a, a fire that he's going to release into your mind that it's going to be so transforming. It's not going to burn up what's already there but it's going to set on fire what he's already put inside of you because I feel like he's built you as a strong tall tower and what you carry is so significant and there's a lot in your mind that is so amazing kingdom business of the Lord but I saw him setting that on fire because there's a whole new way that he wants to use that in you and so I just pray right now God that you would set Grant on fire in a whole new way that you would release a fresh fire on him that would burn in him and never ever be contained I just feel to break containment off you right now in Jesus name where there's been a containing of the spirit for things unknown for waters uncharted 
I just break that right now in Jesus' name and say, He will not be contained in you. There is so much more. And He's saying yes and amen to that hunger inside of you that burns for there must be more. It's like a heart cry. There must be more to this. There must be more than this. There is more, there is more, there is more. And he's saying yes and amen, and he's going to answer that for you. And it's going to come with his fire, and it's going to start here. It's going to start right now. Release it, God. Release it now. And release that fresh fire on him. It's a season of fire for you. It's a season of fire for you, and it will not be contained. It will not be contained. Just release that fire now, God. Release it now. Yeah. Waza. <laughs> um, I noticed on the back of your shirt it says cascade. And what I saw was a f- whole fresh outpouring cascading of spirit over you. And this is a season for you of absolute abundance, of absolute extravagance of spirit. It's like you haven't even touched the surface yet. It's like that iceberg where you can see a bit. There's so much more, my friend. There is so much more for you. It's going to cascade. It's going to drench. It's going to outpour like you have never seen. He is an abundant God and He is about extravagance and it's a season of extravagance for you. He's going to be so extravagant towards you. It's going to blow every paradigm of what you thought love was, of what you thought the Spirit was for you, of what you think your prophetic gift looks like, of what you think being a dad is, of being a husband is. He's going to blow that out of the water for you because He's an extravagant God. He's an extravagant Father. And the love he has for you will know no bounds. He's an outrageous lover. So I just bless you right now with the outrageous love, the cascading of his presence and his spirit over you, right from your head all the way through to your toes. Wow, there's so much more. There's so much more. He's so extravagantly going after you. He is not going to hold back. This is a season where he is not going to hold back going after you. Wow, God, thank you. More, 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 more. Yeah, more. Yeah, get ready to get drunk. (laughs) Yeah, I just see you getting tanked. You're just going to get tanked with his extravagance. Drink up, drink up, drink up. Feel him afresh, God. Feel him afresh. Feel him afresh right now. Yeah. I just see him cracking stuff open over you. Just cracking. I just see things breaking and cracking and smashing. And I just say yes to that, God. Yes to whatever you're cracking open in Warwick's life. Yeah. Crack it open, God. Crack it open. you guys, Adrian and Corinne, Corinne. Um, I saw you guys on the move. I saw it's like a season for you where I saw you jumping on a train and it's like you're all ahead, all ahead go. But I just feel like the place where you're in is too small, like what Tim was saying. It's time to move. 
it's time to move, it's time to move, it's time to move. And there's been a momentum that you guys are building and it's like with that train thing and there's a momentum. It's already going, it's already going. I just see you jumping on where there's already been momentum but it's time to move. He's like, move from where you are, it's too small. It's time to move. There is so much more that he has for you. So much more and it's like, the days that you remember and things that you remember, it's like, yes, that is so good. And take the goodness from that. But I just feel like there is so much more He has for you. It's like He's just going to cut that tie and it's like going to propel you into your next season. But it's time to move. It's really, really time to move. Can I pray that over you? Yeah, God, I just thank you for Adrian and Corinne and I just bless the season they're in. It's a season where you're going you're gonna to propel them into the next thing, into the new season, into what you're doing. Would you bring them out into that wide open space through this time of squeeze, God, I just see you propelling them. But God, would you just help them to move, move where you have them to go. Would you cut off the past? Thank you for the good times. Thank you for the amazing things that you have done in them. But God, would you propel them into that wide open space? that you have for them. Thank you for what you're doing, God. Yeah, yes and amen. Yeah, he's on the move. He really is on the move. Corporately, I've been wrestling a little bit with like a python spirit in my own life. And what I saw today as I was talking to God about that was um, just this sword of the spirit. And it's like, what the python spirit does is it, it it doesn't bite but it wraps around and it sucks the life out of you it makes you tired it makes you feel like everything's so hard all the time and everything seems to go wrong all the time and what the heck is going on with my life kind of thing you know and what i saw today was that the holy spirit gave me this brand new sword and it was like double the size of me and i'm like how is that even going to work the only thing i can do is like Ugh. And he goes, that's all you need to do. And I saw me pick it up and I just went smack in its head. And I saw you guys doing that today. I saw those of you who have been tired and worn down and been wrestling with stuff and feel like the life has been sucked out of you in whatever area that is for you. I just saw Holy Spirit giving you a brand new sword and you're just going to drive that sword through that thing's head because it's got to go. It's like... God is warring against the very thing that is sucking the life out of you. He came to bring us new life, life to the full. And that's our inheritance. That's what we get. We don't have to do anything except surrender and say, yes, God. Yes, God. So does anyone feel like they've been struggling with something that's just been sucking the life out of them? Can I invite you to stand? We're going to take a sword in a minute. Yeah, I just speak right now to any python spirit that has been sucking the life out of these children of God. We see you and we declare right now in the name of Jesus that you will loose off your children of God. And we pick up our sword. Just pick up your sword, whatever hand you want. Just envision the Holy Spirit giving you a sword right now, whatever that looks like for you. Just pick that sword up. And just picture the head of that thing that has been sucking the life out of you. And we're just going to drive that sword into its head right now in Jesus' name. One, 
two, three. If you need to go again, go again. We say no more, no more. We break your power right now in Jesus' name. Yeah. We speak to you, every single one of you, and I say, come alive. Come alive in Jesus' name. Let the Spirit blow afresh on you. Let Him blow that breath of life afresh on you. Where some of you have gotten to the point where you're almost feeling dead and lifeless on the inside. Let Him blow afresh on you. It's like He's doing like a CPR on you right now. He's bringing you back to life. He's bringing those dreams that have been crushed and squeezed to death. He's bringing them back to life right now. Let Him blow afresh on you. Let Him blow afresh on you. Blow, God. Blow more. Thank you, God. Yeah. And God, we choose to embrace your squeeze. Because, God, when you, you, when you squeeze us, it brings out that new wine. It brings forth new life. It brings us into that wide open space. It brings us into everything that you have for us and more than we could ever hope, dream or imagine. That's what you do, God. That's what you do. There's a difference between the squeeze of the Lord and the squeeze of the enemy. It feels different. It feels different and there's different fruit. And you know it. You know it. You know it. Yeah, we embrace your squeeze, God. Thank you for what you're squeezing out of us. Such gold, such wine. We say yes. We say yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, those of you who are standing, but also... If God's doing something in you right now, like if this word is resonating with you, whether you are feeling that flatness or not, if you're feeling that, I want you to come out because uh, I want us to get our hands on you and pray for you and impart faith, impart strength. There's something else I wanted to do first. So if whatever's resonating with you, I want you to come and stand down the front. So if you're feeling like, yep, I'm in a squeeze season. Yep, I'm feeling challenged, stretched, offended, broken. Just come stand out the front right now. Yeah, like now. If you feel like God is just doing something or stirring something right now, just respond. There's a couple of things I want us to do. So one of the things that's so important when you're in a valley season is this thing called the sacrifice of praise. I know what it's like to feel like absolute, insert your own word here, but you know what? God's still amazing. He's still good. And even if you can't see it, He is working in your life to bring about good from whatever you're experiencing. 
So I want us to reach out and I want us to worship. For some of you, you're going to have to like push through a whole pile of heaviness. But as you do, you're going to get yourself a garment of praise because that's what Isaiah 61 promises. That for a spirit of heaviness, you get a garment of praise. So even if you don't feel like lifting your hands, I want to encourage you to do that. We're going to sing this song, New Wine. And I really want you to make a choice with your will right now. Engage your heart, but also engage your body in a way that actually reflects what your declaration is. It's not a little karaoke session. We're making declaration with our mouth, but also with our bodies, that we're going to praise Him, whether we're on the mountain, whether we're in the valley. And then after that, we're going to pray for you. We want to lay hands on everyone who's out here. In the crushing I encourage you with something if you want heaven to crack open over you first thing you need to do is crack your own heart open some of us are receiving some of us are struggling to get through our own heart because it's going to take an act of your will to crack your heart open before him might be messy, it doesn't matter. Church is the safest place in the world to make a mess. Just tell him how you feel. But then let him tell you what he's doing. We're going to keep this song on repeat for a bit while we come around and minister. So while you're waiting to be prayed for, just engage, worship, crack your own heart open. And then we want to come and lay hands on you and pray all sorts of good stuff.